Have you heard of Visionary Family Ministries? Well, today we're going to talk with Rob Reno, and he's going to tell us how God gave him a second chance to become a visionary parent and how you can become a visionary parent also. We all know that parenting is hard work and life can get busy. We've done the research to help you. So let's dig deep with Leanne Mancini and work together to help you raise strong Christian kids. Hey friends, welcome back. I'm so happy to have Rob Reno. Rob Reno's most important ministry is loving his wife, Amy, and partnering with her to help raise their seven children to follow Jesus. He and Amy are co-founders of Visionary Family Ministries. Rob is the author of several books, including Visionary Parenting, Healing Family Relationships, and Visionary Church. When he is not fishing for men, he enjoys fishing for fish. And Rob, how do you have the time to fish when you have so much that you're doing? (laughs) Well, I don't get to do it as often as I like. Usually it's when I travel. If I'm at a church for a conference and they say, hey, we've got a free afternoon. Is there anything you'd like to do? I say, is there somebody in your church that could take me and my son fishing? So that's the way we usually sneak it in. Uh, We'll come down to Florida. My my brother-in-law has a boat. I'll make sure you go fishing down in Florida, South Florida. (laughs) I'm ready. So, you know, chapter one of your book, let's get right into it because I'm so excited to have you on the show. Chapter one of your book, Visionary Parenting, is titled, What's the Point? And that's a good question. What is the point of visionary parenting and what does that look like exactly? Well, it's a great question. This whole conversation really comes out of a personal journey for me. 2004 was this huge turning point in my life as a dad. Amy and I had been married for 10 years. We had four children. I was a youth pastor for those first 10 years. And as a youth pastor, you know, the number one passion of my life was passing my faith to other people's children. So I'm going to pray with other people's children, read the Bible with other people's children. I'm going to take them on retreats and mission trips. And we loved that season of youth ministry. We also did lock-ins. Did you ever go to a lock-in? No, what's that? It was a horrible idea. Lock-ins for junior hires. It's like a sleepover at church, right? It's like a retreat at church. It's like an all-night thing. Terrible, terrible idea. But (laughs) we did all these things because we loved kids. We loved junior hires and we wanted to see them follow Jesus. Well, that's all well and good. But the problem was I was praying with other people's kids and I wasn't praying with mine. I was reading the Bible with other people's kids. I wasn't reading the Bible with mine. I had plans to spiritually lead other people's families, like for them, and I wasn't spiritually leading my own family. So 2004, God really brought me to this place of repentance and brokenness and and turned my heart to the ministry of my kids. You say, well, what is visionary parenting? Visionary parenting is understanding that God's given us our children for an ultimate purpose, a kingdom purpose to do everything we possibly can to help them love him and follow him forever. Absolutely. You know, and help them envision their future with him always being at the center of everything they do and say. And so you talk about God giving you a second chance to become a visionary parent. You said why you needed that, but what happened? What changes did you make? Yeah. Well, the very first thing that changed came out of Deuteronomy chapter six. This was the scripture that just changed our family, changed my heart as a dad. And that that particular scripture is a big deal. It's a big deal because Jesus says it's a big deal. He calls it the first and the greatest commandment. And for those that have been around church, it'll be familiar. It's love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. 
These commands I give to you today are to be upon your hearts. And again, if you've been around church, you're familiar with that. But I always kind of just stopped reading right there and did not continue. In the next few verses, God speaks to parents and he speaks to families. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These commands I give to you today are to be upon your hearts. Now, parents, grandparents, teach them diligently to your children and talk about them. The them is the word of God, the things of God. Talk about the word of God when you sit at home. Now, so this connection finally got made in my heart that that I was supposed to love God. And the way I was supposed to love him, the, the way I started loving him was by opening the Bible at home with my family. Now, down through the centuries, that's been called family worship. A few minutes of the day where a family gets together for family prayer and family Bible time. And again, the first 10 years of our married life with our children, I never led family worship. And that's the first thing that changed. We started coming together as a family for a few minutes of prayer, a few minutes of of spending time in God's word. And that family worship time has transformed our family, the generations of our family now for 18 years. Absolutely. That is so important. And, you know, that's that's the verse that I base everything I do on here at Raising Christian Kids. And in the home, it's all the time. It's as if Jesus is standing right next to you. Incorporate his name all day long, especially with little ones. One of my favorite verses is in Psalm 78, 6, teach even to the children yet to be born. I think your book is the first book that I've read, and I've read many parenting books that has specifically mentioned this verse. You state, if our children follow Jesus, they can now lead our unborn grandchildren to follow Jesus. What is your take on this verse, the best way our families can apply this verse? Yeah, amen. Boy, Psalm 78 is this psalm of multi-generational vision, right? It says, talking to our kids about the great and glorious deeds of the Lord, his might and the wonders he has done. And that would be, you know, not only the things in Scripture, but the great and glorious things that he's done in your life. You know, do your children know your testimony? Do they know the moments of your life where God showed up in just a powerful, powerful way? And it goes on to say, okay, so we're going to tell them to our children. Why? So that the next generation might know them. Well, that's pretty straightforward, right? We want our kids to hear the great and glorious deeds of the Lord so that they would love him and trust him. But then, like you said, it says, even the children yet unborn referring to our unborn grandchildren. Now, I have shifted gears. I now have born grandchildren. My eldest daughter got married a year ago, and they were blessed with a honeymoon baby. So we have a two-month-old granddaughter, Amy Victoria. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. Praise the Lord. And we're praying by God's grace, there'll be many more grandbabies to come. But this psalm talks about, again, we tell the great and glorious deeds of the Lord to our kids, so the next generation, our kids might know them, even the children yet unborn, that would be our grandchildren. And here's where it gets amazing. It says, and they might arise and tell them to their children. So now it's our grandchildren, born and unborn, who are arising and telling the great and glorious deeds of the Lord to our unborn great-grandchildren. And it tells us why God wants all this to happen. It says, so that they, now the they, you got to keep track of all the they's in Psalm 78. The they now is my unborn Mm great-grandchildren, so that they might set their hope in God. Thinking then as a, a parent, and again, so many years of my parenting, I never thought like this, but realizing that the way that I'm living out 
my life each day in my home. And a lot of days it's not pretty. Every family is struggling. Every parent is struggling and falling short. But the way we're living out our faith in our homes right now is not just impacting our kids. It's impacting unborn grandchildren and great-grandchildren and beyond. Right. It's setting the stage. Psalm 51, 6, yet you desired uh, faithfulness. Even in the womb, you, you taught me wisdom in that secret place. So I believe even pregnancy is important that you should be talking to that baby because that baby can hear you. They even, scientists have found that a baby in, in the womb, a fetus will turn its face towards a shape that resembles a face. So God is doing great things to that chi- for that child in the womb. Yeah, I think you're mentioning something super important. I have a couple of thoughts on that. One, you know, when we work with, let's say we're working with an engaged couple, okay, a Christian engaged couple, and they want to have a Christian marriage. Well, we want to get them praying together and in God's word together right then, right? But a lot of course, you know, engaged couples say, well, you know, we're really busy. It's hard to find time for prayer, hard to find time for God's word. When we get married, you know, then of course we'll live together and we will have nothing else to do but pray and read the Bible. Okay. So then they get married while life gets busy and life gets crazy and they're still not praying and reading the Bible. And they say, well, when we have kids, you know, when we have kids, that's going to be really important because they'll need Jesus and all of that. Well, then they have an infant and life is crazy. And, and you get the picture, right? We'll do it later. We'll do it later. We'll do it later. So when's the best time, like you're saying, for family prayer and family scripture, or when's the best time to start reading the Bible to a baby or a child? It's when they're in the womb. And you mentioned Psalm 51. I was thinking in the New Testament, you know, the first person to recognize Jesus as Messiah come to earth was John the Baptist in the womb of his mother, Elizabeth. You remember this? Yes, yes. Jesus walks into the room. Well, he doesn't walk into the room. Mary walks into the room. Jesus is in her womb. John, who's in Elizabeth's womb, leaps for joy Mm -hmm. because even in the womb, his spirit knows that he's in the presence of Christ. Oh, I have Holy Spirit goosebumps all over. I love that. I talk about that too often. It's so important. I'm so glad you brought that up. Listen, mamas, if you are pregnant, Hear this closely. That is how we prepare that soil from the womb to age three in which to plant seeds from ages four to seven that grow deep spiritual roots to build that strong foundation because we want to we want to build a strong foundation. So was your book Visionary Parenting the catalyst for your organization, Visionary Family Ministries? Yeah, so the the Visionary Parenting book came out of this season of brokenness, right? And God turning our hearts to our kids and all these scriptures we're talking about, right? Leaping off the page and changing our lives. And I was a youth and family pastor at a church outside here of Chicago here. And as the Lord began to put this calling on our heart to equip parents, you know, more and more churches started calling and saying, Rob, Amy, can you come and teach the Visionary Parenting Conference at our church? And Visionary Parenting turned into Visionary Marriage, and Visionary Marriage turned into Never Too Late. That's for parents who have adult kids who are far from God, and then conferences for single parents and all these things. And pretty soon, I had a very full-time job at church, and then I had this traveling and speaking and writing. And, And as a result of having a job and a half, I was neglecting my family because I was out talking about family so much. So that was not a good plan and not a good recipe and something, you know, something had to give. And the Lord made it so clear to Amy and me through just a series of providential moments that he wanted me to quit my job, which I loved and appreciated and had a wonderful church and to to jump on this little tiny life raft of visionary family ministries and begin to raise support and give ourselves full time to 
equipping families around the world to follow Christ for the sake of the gospel. You're doing a fantastic job. Your website, I'll have the link to it, but if you'd like to mention that. Yeah, people can connect with us at visionaryfam.com. That's short for family. Any social media that you use, just type in Visionary Family Ministries. And I know, Leanne, uh, all of your podcast listeners may be podcast people. So the best way to stay in touch with me and Amy is through our weekly podcast called Family Vision, Family Vision. And again, that's on any podcast service that you might use. Well, thank you, Rob. Is there anything last minute you'd like to share before we close today? Yeah, just an encouragement that God loves your family. You know, Leanne, when you and I were growing up, we used to use this term broken families and intact families. Now, I came from a broken family. My parents got divorced, but our take now, every family is a broken family. And what I mean by that, every family's struggling, every family's falling short, and we all need God's grace and mercy and strength and, and direction from his word. So if you're feeling like a broken family today, welcome to the club. We are too. God loves your family. He hasn't brought you this far to abandon you. And just ask the Lord to turn your heart to him and to turn your heart to your kids. And, and please, no guilt. The devil loves to throw that guilt in. If you haven't done something before, it's never too late in the economy of God to do what's right. He blesses all our efforts. Thank you, Rob, for being on the show. And this is how we all work together to raise strong Christian kids. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.